In terms of the revised facilities handbook for MPs, they are together with their spouses or companions entitled to 86 single economy class flights per year, while party whips qualify for 94 single trips. Their dependents are also entitled to benefit from the travel policy. MPs are required to register the names of their spouses, companions, parents, parents-in-law and dependents in a key register kept by the Secretary to Parliament. But a member of Parliament cannot register a spouse and a companion at the same time. It can only be one of the two. Dependents include an MP's child, stepchild, legally adopted child, grandchild, niece or nephew. They should be staying with the MP unmarried and under the age of 18. Each dependent is entitled to 10 flights per year. And if the dependents are under the age of 2, they qualify for 60 trips while those under the age of 12 are entitled to 18 journeys. The parents and parents-in-law of MPs are entitled to two economy class air tickets per year. These public representatives and the beneficiaries are also entitled to claim expenditure incurred for travelling to and from the airport. The MPs are further allowed to claim for kilometres from Parliament if they have to pick up their dependents, parents, parents-in-law, spouses and companions from the airport. An MP who is parking his or her private vehicle at the airport will be reimbursed for a maximum of 44,000 runs per year. If an MP or the beneficiaries travel by train, they can claim back the full amount which is equivalent to the cost of the air ticket. But are the air tickets that MPs receive enough to carry out their work? The Secretary to Parliament, Gengesim Gidlana, explains. Those tickets, I must add, they are not enough for them to cover their facilities. I must hasten to say that uh, a life of a member also becomes difficult because in a way, they have to manage two households. They have to manage households from where they come from uh, and manage the household here which basically means uh, you are running two houses and two facilities. And that can be a bit uh, more more strenuous. So we do our bit in terms of the budget that we have uh, from Parliament. That budget is not adequate. Members themselves have complained about um, the uh, adequacy of the resources that are provided for them to do their work so that they can fulfill uh, their responsibilities in terms of the constitution. MPs who are from outside Cape Town stay at the three parliamentary villages that are under the management of public works. They are required to pay just 250 rands in rental fee per month. They are ferried by buses from the parliamentary villages to parliament and back when parliament is in session. IFP MP Naren Singh wants the housing policy to be reviewed. Well, members of the executive are provided with what is called prestige housing, which are quite luxurious homes. Members of parliament, like myself and the other 400, receive very basic housing in parliamentary estates. And of late, I think your listeners would know that uh, there has been a concern in one of the estates about security of members of parliament. And we have been saying for some time now to the Commission on Remuneration that maybe they should consider providing housing allowances to members of parliament. MPs are also provided with breakfast and lunch during committee meetings. When the EFF arrived at the beginning of the fifth parliament, it questioned why MPs should get all these benefits, including free food. EFF leader Julius Malema says their position still remains the same. 
We are of a view that because we are being paid, we should be able to take care of ourselves in terms of accommodation, in terms of catering and all those type of things. If EFF was government, no minister, no member of parliament shall be given a house by the EFF government. All we're going to do is to give them a salary. And if they do not stay in this uh, province of Western Cape, we give them allowance to accommodate uh, their relocation and all those type of things, like they do in any professional work. DA Chief Whip John Steen Hazen says the free food provided in these meetings is one area where expenditure should be cut. I think that the food provided here is excessive. Um, and I certainly think that, um, as a number of even people in the executive have said, we need to cut down quite dramatically on the type of food and the volume of food that's served here. Often what happens is you, committees have a massive uh, catering budget, they provide food at meetings, it generally ends up being eaten by members of staff who wander in from other parts of the building uh, to come and help themselves to it. The ANC has a different view on the provision of free food during committee meetings. ANC Cocker spokesperson Moloto Motapo. The free food that you have in parliament during committee meetings, they are not necessarily for members of parliament alone. They are for everyone who attends those committee meetings. And remember that we are a parliament that is open to the people. We are a people's parliament. We encourage people to come to parliament all the times. And we have, on any given day, hundreds of visitors coming to parliament. And they have to be catered. They should not be uh, sitting there hungry and thirsty attending those meetings. Some of the benefits of MPs are determined by the commission that deals with the remuneration of public office bearers. The Freedom Front Plus Chief Whip Gornay Milder believes that the current benefits received by MPs are sufficient. What needs to be beefed up, I would say, would be administrative support in terms of secretarial support, in terms of research support. That could be beefed up. There's a perception among some MPs that more money will make them more effective. It won't. It depends on the individual whether you would like to do your job, yes or no. More money will not make a difference. ACDP Chief Whip Sherilyn Dudley has a different take. People don't realise the difficulties that MPs face within their job and, and they don't realise that we, we're not actually resourced in a manner that can actually keep us safely doing the kind of work that we do. Um, in terms of our perks, I mean I know from, I've, I've been here just over 16 years and I know my early days were absolutely horrendous. I was constantly without accommodation, relying on people in very underprivileged areas for me to stay with them. The Executive Secretary of the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, Lawson Naidu, says what MPs need is more capacity to have effective and informed public representatives. The issue of research capacity is one that, that really needs to be addressed because I think uh, providing that, that research capacity to members of the parliament to, to enable them to get to grips with the issues that they need to deal with, to be on top of issues. And they're facing a huge number of issues, so they need to have that. I think you know, other benefits are, you know, I'm not so sure as, as important, but the, the key issue of enabling members to be informed about issues is really what they should be focusing on.